Hey guys, Eric Sue here, and I just wanted to share a video that we did recently. Hope you enjoy. Let me know what you think. You can add me on Instagram at Sue. That's E-R-I-C, O as in orange, S as in sugar, I-U. Same name for Twitter. You can also DM me there. Let me know what you think and hope you enjoy. Today, we're going to be talking about the true ROI of in-person. So we're gonna wait for some people to come in. Uh, we're testing the live setup over here. I think it's working. Uh, let me know in the comments, guys. Say hi if it's working. Uh, say something if it's working or not. And there's a little bit of delay here, so I think, um, let's see. I'm just looking at all the stats over here. But by the way, the, the tool we're using for this is Wirecast. And by the way, if you guys like videos like this in terms of marketing, getting more clients, uh, if you wanna learn about the, the, the value of in-person, then don't forget to share this with your friends and don't forget to subscribe. So just came back from a conference uh, last week. Uh, hello, Anand, thank you for approving that this is working. Uh, so good to see you. And uh, yeah, so came back from a conference last week and basically, you know, we're, we're thinking about, okay, you know, what is the ROI of that conference? How much time, how much money do we spend on going to that conference? And uh, hello, Umar, good to see you. And by the way, guys, feel free to let me know where you guys are coming from. Uh, feel free to start dropping in questions and I'll answer the questions as well. But um, maybe I should bring this closer. Can you guys hear me okay? If you guys can hear me okay, type, you can hear me okay. Maybe I should talk like closer like this. Um, but you know, I'm trying to make this work, uh, this, this live setup. So when you go to a conference, you might think, okay, maybe the objective is just to get a bunch of leads, collect a bunch of cards or any type of in-person event at all. And I would say that's not the main objective because there's a bunch of side objectives that you can achieve from going to a conference. So as an example, going to this conference, uh, we, we went to we went to a software one of the largest software conferences in, in San Jose this past week. And, you know, what happened was I was able to have these touch points in person with people. We were talking about getting sponsorships for our the marketing school live event that we're going to be doing in Q2 of 2019 uh, with Neil and I. So by the way, if you, you want to register for that one, go to singlegrain.com slash DTLA, stands for downtown LA. Check that one out. Um, it's good. And uh, hello, Rosh. How's it going? And so make sure you check that one out. It's um, that's basically the application to attend the marketing school live event. Don't worry, those of you that are coming in from Asia and you can't make it to downtown LA, we're going to be recording that as well. And so, you know, that's one of the things we were able to, we were talking to one of the largest sponsors of that conference that probably paid a couple hundred grand for a booth. Um, you know, we basically had that in-person touch point, even though we spoke for five minutes, that in-person touch point goes a long way versus me just being an email touch point. And so that's one part of it, right? And also, I met the CEO of, a, of another company that is probably going to sponsor that conference as well. So, okay, there's, there's sponsorship opportunities right there, okay? And not everyone's going to do a live event, but I'm just saying, like, you don't want to go to a conference just to collect leads because people can smell that from a mile away. And so what you can do also is, okay, well, I got to meet with another couple of friends of mine that a couple one of them, they, they actually, uh, a few of them, they actually run software companies. So they run software companies, great. And they're talking about, okay, let's do a deal together. So we're doing deals on the side that are not, mon we're not gonna have any monetary gain from it, but it's like, let's do a partnership together, okay? Now, another one is, I'm meeting with other software companies where I think we might be able to use their software. And at the same time, I know I have an audience that can help promote them. So how do we do a deal with each other where we're not gonna exchange money, but we might say, oh, why don't we barter? Why don't we, why don't we trade you services or why don't we trade you like uh, publicity 
and you guys trade us your service, give us like a review copy of, of your product and um, you know, we'll, we'll, help, we'll help blow it up for you. And that's actually really interesting to people. Or you know, we actually barter in, in, other, in other ways where um, you know, we, we barter kind of speaking gigs too. So one of my friends there actually runs an event company. And actually that, uh, the, the event last week, I solidified my speaking that's gonna happen in Hong Kong uh, in May. And I haven't been to Hong Kong since I was maybe six or seven years old. So that's gonna be exciting for me. So those are just a couple of things. I'm, I'm actually keen to hear from you guys um, before I go on kind of you know, what, what ROI have you gotten from in person? Um, because it's not just getting the lead, collecting a business card. I think it goes much deeper than that. And I'm happy to share a couple of tactics. But guys, let me know in the questions too what you guys are, what you guys are thinking. Manav, we're talking about, um, I'm surprised it doesn't, maybe it doesn't say in the title, but it says the true ROI of in-person. Um, so Anand says, how do you learn all kind of marketing things, Eric's? Uh, give me some suggestions and tell me your secrets. My, my secrets, Anand, is I just keep experimenting and I don't give up. That, that's all it is. That's the secret. It sounds boring. That, that's literally all I do. Every little, you know, sexy new tactic or whatever that I try, all, all these things, um, the one thing that's worked for me consistently is just I keep learning and I keep working at it. That, that's all. Um, by the way, guys, before we continue, if you, uh, Anad, if you want to learn kind of the, the secrets in terms of getting more clients, I know Manav, you want to learn how to get more clients. You can go to singlegrain.com slash live. We actually have a video on how you can get more clients. And then, um, you know, we actually have a link to a program that we have around that, uh, afterwards. So that's singlegrain.com slash live. I'll drop it into chat. Um, so. Raj said, strengthening established social media connections. That, that's 100% of, of the, the you know, one piece of the value that I get. It's like, you know, a lot of people that came up to me, it's like, um, they point at me. And, and again, it's the same thing that happened the year before. It was, hey, podcast guy, or I love your podcast. Your podcast has made a big, big difference, right? And a lot of people I haven't, that, I, uh, that I, I've, I've had at my dinners before. So when I went to Dublin for SaaS talk a couple months ago, I hosted a dinner. Some of the guys that were at the dinner um, and gals, I actually got to see them in person and we got to deepen that connection. So those of you that are, and this was, I was the same way before when I was learning online marketing in the beginning, I was always thinking, man, you know what? I just want to work at home and I don't want anybody to bother me. I just want to, but you can do that, but it's only going to get you to a certain stage. If you want to get to another level, if you want to level up into, you know, building a great company, let's say you have a mission around it, you're, you're starting to go for something bigger than yourself, then you're going to have to interact with people. That's just the game, right? And for me, I'm naturally an introverted person. I don't really, like, I need to recharge. And, you know, I, I remember a couple of weeks ago in, in Mexico, there's a networking event at night and I just, I decided to skip on it. There's other reasons I decided to skip on it, but I, for, for the most part, I just wanted to stay and like, you know, recharge in my room and also catch up on work too. And so I'm naturally like, people think I'm extroverted, but I'm actually, I'm, I'm an introvert. So I'm, I'm an extroverted introvert. So that, that's an easy way to, to think about it. Um, so Anand says, learning UI, UX, and programming will be useful for marketing. So Anand, when I used to work at Treehouse, which actually, so you know what? I worked at Treehouse and I, I led their marketing team and I, I saw the CEO at, um, at the conference I was at and we, we hugged it out. We know it, it was, you know, the time we spent together was really um, something I really cherished. And, you know, we hugged and we talked about how things are going with each other. And um, yeah, I mean, we also, he wanted to learn what I was up to. I want to learn what he was up to. And, um, you know, that, that was going a little deeper on that connection. It's kind of solidifying the connection years and years. I've, I've worked with him, I worked for him seven years ago. And, um, 
yeah, it's still a very strong connection. And so, you know, should you learn UI? Should you learn UX? Should you learn programming? It depends on what you want to do. If you want to learn marketing, like you're watching this right now, maybe you don't want to learn it, right? Because you want to focus on marketing. Because with marketing, there's all these new tactics, all these new strategies coming all the time. Neil and I are actually recording. And by the way, guys, we're going to go live tomorrow on the recording. I should probably schedule that. Um, we are going to go live tomorrow on the on the, the marketing school live. And um, Neil's gonna be sitting in this room and we're gonna be actually recording it. Um, it's, it's, that's why we got the setup over here. I have a mic over here, he has a mic over there. So it's, it's gonna be great. So make sure you guys check that out on, on this channel. Um, it's gonna be tomorrow, it's gonna be at 11 a.m. So I'll make sure to get my team to, to schedule that in. And uh, we'll probably send an email blast out too. So Anand, I'm gonna say, um, yeah, what Manav says is right. It's, um, I wanted to learn programming, which is why Initially, the year before I even joined Treehouse, I was trying to learn programming. And it's like, there's so much you can do. Can you learn programming? Can you learn design? Can you learn how to do law, right? Can you learn how, can you learn taxes? There's a lot of things you can do, but the key to ask yourself is, what is your objective? Where are you trying to go? Ask yourself that all the time. Because the thing is, if you are unfocused and you keep thinking about, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. The thing I talk about all the time is that, you know, success right now is like, you know, this card over here, success, success is on all the edges, right? The thing is, if you start in the middle and then if you go up and you decide to do, go somewhere else, you decide to go somewhere else, you decide to go somewhere else, you're never going to reach the edge over here. You're never going to be successful. Okay. So it's an analogy I give a lot, but, um, I would say if you want to learn marketing, stick with marketing. And then when you get really good at it, maybe you can start to think about other things. Okay. So going back to the ROI of, of in-person, also, it's, it's not even just ROI for business purposes. It's, it's also ROI with my team too, because you know, the, the in-person touch points where I'm outside of the office, where you're actually in a different element, you're interacting with the different people. Um, they're actually out there. They're getting to explore different areas. They're getting to meet other people. They're getting, they're getting to broaden their horizons and they'll appreciate that. And at the same time too, um, they, they get, they get to control a lot of, of, of things in that that's kind of in their power. Right now, for example, if, if I was somebody on my team and, um, I wanted to learn about these other companies, I might get a lot of opportunities. I might make connections with people where it might lead to other career opportunities in the future. It might lead to, uh, partnerships. Um, it, it's, you can't try to take everything for yourself. When you bring your team, um, they're going to appreciate you for that. And also you get to interact with their team too. I mean, we went to eat, um, I wanted to take them somewhere nice. And I guess we did go somewhere nice in a different way, but we just ate basic Chinese food. They really wanted Chinese food and we had that and, uh, it was delicious and it was, it was good kind of, you know, just getting to, getting to, you know, talk shop with people and, uh, and, and get a little closer with them. Right. And so, um, Anon asks, what is the future of podcasting? The future of podcasting is not going anywhere. In fact, Spotify just bought Gimlet Media for over $230 million and they bought the podcasting app Anchor, right? That means they're, they're getting a lot more serious about uh, this podcasting stuff, okay? So guys, I mean, you know, the, the us doing this, doing this live right now, okay? Doing the podcasts, interacting with, on social media. When you guys DM me, I try to respond as much as I can. And I'm, you know, when you email me, I try to respond, but those are just micro touch points to get to lead up to a conference where you might get to interact with, you know, uh, your fans live, or you might do a live event like what Neil and I were doing in marketing school. Um, it, it goes such a long way. And 
you know, what I'll tell you too is if you're thinking about working with clients or you're thinking about doing consulting, anything like that, or even if you have a product, some, when, you meet your, when you meet your largest customers, when you meet them in person and you add other value in person, when you humanize yourself, the customer is going to end up staying longer. The customer becomes your friend. That's the name of the game that we're playing. We're playing the human game. Okay. It's not just let's do this marketing tactic, you know, try to get them to buy, get them on the email list. And then they're just a number. When you start to treat people like people, and I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this in the future. Um, one of the books I, I actually, I'm going to make this required reading. Um, we'll talk about this. It's called leadership and self-deception, but when you treat people like people and not like objects, not like a number, not like a user, it's going to go a lot further. Okay. When you, when you can do that, when you can use that dynamic, whether it's with customers or whether it's with uh, people on your team, it's going to go a lot further than th than saying, Oh, you know, we're, we're not, we're not hitting this revenue number. We're not hitting this ROI number. Okay. Um, let's see. So Manav says, Anand, Manav says, Anand, I'm starting the same and yes, it will work. Indian marketing is dying for podcasts. Just make sure your idea is unique. That's something everyone is doing. Um, I agree with that hundred percent. You have to, uh, Manav has heard me say before, you have to zig where other people zag and, you know, the, the, that whole thing is, um, well, I guess I got someone coming in. Hello, Noah. Hello, Noah. Um, Noah's adjusting the, the, the camera for me anyway. So you got to be able to, um, do things differently, right? So if everyone's doing an interview podcast, which is why I'm changing my other podcast, the growth everywhere podcast, the, the four out of five episodes, four out of five episodes each week, that's just myself talking, right? Because people want to hear from you. They don't want to just hear, oh, it's another interview podcast. How boring because everyone can do an interview podcast. Now every, my mom can do an interview podcast. It's so easy, right? So what, what can you do? That's different. Cause you have your own perspective. You have your own journey. What can you do? That's a little different than someone else's Manav, you're on your own journey. Anand, you're on your own, own journey too. Raj, same thing. You guys all have something that's unique to say, cause you all have your own unique upbringing. My unique upbringing allowed me to start talking about leveling up which is now how I kind of play the game of business. I'm like, okay, you know, this business is working. Now I'm going to di diversify a little bit. I'm going to invest in this business. I'm going to make sure I diversify. So when a market correction happens, I don't lose everything. And that way I'm just, you know, stacking on top of each other. Also building a game is building, a, you know, a another game I'm playing is building a great culture too. How do you make sure that everyone at your company is, is, you know, uh, you're, you're setting them up for success, right? So there's a lot of nuances there. Um, and you know, that's, that's basically the game that I'm playing. So, um, Nate O'Brien asks, who's ready for the marketing school live event? Uh, I'm going to raise my hand because I'm going to be there. Uh, it's, guys, it's going to be in downtown LA guys. The application, uh, is singlegrain.com slash downtown LA. So <laughs> singlegrain.com slash DTLA. I'm going to put this into chat right now. All right. So that is where you can put in the application, your application to go to the marketing school live event. We're, we're capping it at 500 people. We want it to be 500, still a lot of people, but we want to keep it a little more intimate. There's a lot of people applying right now. So guys put your hat in the ring. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to, you know, make sure that it's going to be a great event for everyone. Um, Raj says I podcasted for over 10 years, mostly solo. However, interview podcasts tend to go further. It depends, I think, which is why, you know, on Mondays, Raj, I still do the interview podcast, but Tuesdays through Fridays, it's just my perspective. Um, yes. Interviewing is a pain. I agree with you. Raj Manov says I'm waiting for the recordings after the event. Don't worry. They'll be coming. Um, Syed says, uh, any book recommendations for product design, meaning able to come up with new product ideas. I, I, I think I've bought a couple of those. I just can't think of any right now. So that's not really helpful. Um, yeah, sorry. Can't be more helpful there. I would, you know what I would do? I would just go to Amazon and then I would just, 
you know, look for the top um, kind of product product design books. All right, so we're gonna work towards wrapping up here, but guys, let me put the offer in front of you guys again so, because we're doing a live right here. And the marketing thing, the marketing part of this is, well, you gotta put an offer out there every now and then, so you gotta make people aware of your offer. If you guys are interested in, in, in basically acquiring more customers, acquiring more clients for your consulting business, go to singlegrain.com slash live, and we actually have a video that you can check out, and then after that, there's actually a program that we have that can help you get more clients uh, for your, uh, mainly for consulting businesses, but also how to get more customers too. So I dropped that into the chat as well. Um, so guys, we're gonna keep doing live events. Like, if, if I think about the, the the money that we invested in this event, so let, let's say we invested, let's say we invested uh, twenty thousand dollars. Okay, so let's say we didn't get any customers at all for for the agency, and but we got we got you know five thousand dollar five thousand dollars in value from from software, this software barter. And we got another $10,000 in value from another person that we bartered with. So that's $15,000 right there. And after that, we also got, let's see, $30,000 in value from being able to get another booth, okay? So someone offering to sponsor another conference. And then another, let's say, let's call another ten dollars to $15,000 for being able to speak at another conference. So that's over the $20,000 mark. And so when you think about it that way, you, you can't try to quantify everything, by the way, but quantify as much as you can. But when you think about it that way, it's not just the direct ROI that you got from it, but the deferred ROI, so maybe the ROI that you'll get in the future, maybe in the next 12 months, but also building the relationships too. Those, to me, that's like infinite ROI. When you build a strong relationship with someone and they connect you with someone else, that person connects you with someone else, and you're being helpful to other people, you're treating people like people, that's gonna go a lot further than saying, oh, I just wanna make money off you, I just want you to buy my product. Cause even what I'm doing with you right now is I'm building a relationship with you. And that's why I can say every 10 to 15 minutes or so, I can say, hey, by the way, go check out our thing. If this makes sense to you, if you're trying to build your consulting business, you're trying to build your agency, go to singlegrain.com slash live. See, there, I did it again. So um, Manav says, have you invested in any stocks of any company? Manav, I don't really play in the stock market that much because my thinking is that the best type of investing is A, number one, in yourself, number two, in other businesses that you're able to control more. So if you look at uh, if you look at Elon Musk with Tesla, with SpaceX, with, those are all the things that he can control, right? The, the more control you have over it the, and the more skilled you think you are, the more you trust yourself, the more you wanna be able to control. Now, I'm not saying don't put any money in stocks, maybe 10, 15% or so. Now, the stocks I put money into, um, think about it this way. And then, by the way, I'm not, a, I'm not a financial advisor or anything like that. Uh, this is not official financial advice for those of you that are uh, in the United States. So when I think about it, it's like, okay, what are the tech stocks that I truly trust? I trust Amazon. And even though Facebook is going through a lot of turmoil, I trust Facebook, I trust Alphabet, right? The reason I, I trust them is because their business models are sound. So there's those three. And then also you gotta look at dividend paying stocks too. So uh, AT&T, for example, gives a dividend. They might give you, they might give you like four or 6% dividend every year. So dividend means the amount that they're gonna, you know, they're gonna pay you back a certain percentage. Um, and they're, they're actually gonna give you money back, right? So forget about the upside if the stock goes up and down, they're actually giving you money back for putting money in. And so that's something to consider too. Uh, maybe you have a bunch of dividends, maybe you have some in stocks and bonds, um, or in, in bonds, things like that. And that's what I would consider. The, the other, I mean, for the mass majority, for the vast majority of things, I would just consider 
putting money into yourself first. So you can continue to learn, let's say you're starting early days and then start investing in business, right? And then start in, di, di, um, tr starting to diversify into other businesses. And then you're gonna make, your make, your, make, make yourself basically hard to defeat. Because if you have multiple income streams, it's hard to completely go bust. Um, you know, you, you don't want to, the, the, the phrase is, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. And uh, I would agree with that, okay? So uh, let's see. Da -da -da. Sayed says, thank you for replying, Eric. You had an interview with Greta Van Riel. And if you can share your thoughts, opinions on her product market product fit. So um, Sayed, I actually don't really remember. I, I mean, Greta's great. I don't remember everything about that interview. But um, if we talk about product market fit from a software perspective, um, here's how you might do it. Once you have, let's say you have, you know, 50 customers or 100 customers or so, you will send a survey to your audience saying, hey, look, what, how disappointed would you be if, if, if this product or service no longer existed? And if over 40% of people say very disappointed, then you know you have product market fit. <clears throat> I'll give you an example. So if we look at the growth, uh, no, the, the marketing school, audience. We actually sent that question to our audience, the marketing school audience, and 78% of people said they would be very disappointed if we no longer did marketing school. So that, that goes a long way. That, that means we're way above the 40% mark. So try sending that to your audience. And even if you have a blog, send it out to your, your, your blog audience too, just to see how people feel about your blog. Because if it's below 40%, that means you have some work to do. Okay. Anon says, why people demotivated after their first failure and they're they're no more ready to do things. So I, I think, Anon, I think your question, so nowadays people are settled for a nine to five job, why? Anon, I think, you know, the older I get, the more I realize it's okay. Like for the vast majority of people, I think it's okay to have a nine to five because you get stability. You and you want a, a culture where it's cool to work, uh, work with, you know, cool people around you and you want to be working on cool things too, which is why, you know, single grain is an agency, right? But we're doing other things too, which makes it cool. At least in my opinion, it makes it cool. We're, we're working on a, a bunch of different things and we have a mission that we're going for, right? Which is ed educating 40 million people, um, business and marketing leaders on creating, creating predictable growth. That's something we can all strive for. And we're constantly refining on that. So that's okay. Like, if, like, if you sign up to work on something cool, like Treehouse, when I got to work on Treehouse, it's like educating people on, on web design coding. That was a worthwhile um, use of my time. So if you, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with nine to five, but for me, for some people, this is why there's only a certain amount of entrepreneurs in the world, because it just doesn't jibe with them. They want to work on different things. They don't do well with authority. So I don't think there's like, that's wrong, that's right. At least for my point of view, my perspective, if there's, if there's more people around me, I want, like like that are like me, I want to educate those people on, Hey, entrepreneurship is the path for you. And then for other people, marketing is the path for you. And it's okay to work a nine to five, but my message is, is really, you know, the majority of it is, you know, I love entrepreneurship. So I'm going to talk about it more, but it doesn't mean it's the end all be all. I don't think there's a, Oh, you know, that person's bad because they're working a nine to five. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's, um, everyone has their preferences. Um, DD asks, hi, Eric, for my mobile app agency that I often have leads that want something I know we can develop, but since we have no similar portfolio items, I find it very difficult to close the lead. Any tips? So DD, if you go to singlegrain.com slash live, um, we'll, we'll, we'll actually teach you in the video about uh, how you can get more clients and how you can close these clients too. But I'll answer your question right now. So when you think about when you don't, when you're starting out, you, th here's the problem. You don't have any case studies, right? But then also 
you've never gotten the work in the first place. So how can you justify, you know, having someone pay for your services? So what I would say is maybe you discount them at 50% or so, or maybe you say, Hey, look, you know, I'll do the work for free, but I require a case study. I require a written testimonial. What do you think about that? And look, you're going to have to take your lickings, especially in the first year, because nobody knows who you are. And so when you're able to do that, work for free for a little bit, keep doing it after a year or so, you're going to have that portfolio and you're going to be able to show people that, Hey, look, we got the experience with this. Everything's going to be great. Okay. Manal says nine to five are not bad. What's bad is doing something you hate. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll tell you what, I mean, you know, we actually have, um, you know, recently we had someone, uh, depart because, um, you know, this person decided that, Hey, look, you know, this, the role that they're in is not the fit for them. Um, and you know, they want to do something that they're passionate about. And I said, look, I totally support you. I could totally see that this is not what you're looking for. And I fully support what you're trying to do. I wish you the best. And that's fine. You know, in your life, in your career, you're, you're experimenting with different things. That's totally fine. Um, so I'm going to keep going. Dasha says, Hey, I'm starting a social media marketing consulting agencies. How can I scale it to $1,000 a month? Dasha, if you want to learn how to scale it to $1,000 a month, Hey, go to singlegrain.com slash live. We actually have a video there on how you can start your consulting business, scale it to a thousand dollars a month. Okay. Uh, Rashad says, hi, Eric, would you recommend moving into smart clothing? It might take a big investment on my part, which I don't have, but I know there's a market and demand for it. Rashad, I would say, Rashad, I would say this. If it's going to take a big investment and you don't have a lot of experiments, uh, experience in it in the beginning, I would say go work for someone for a year or two or, or three years or so, go work for someone, uh, preferably a startup, because you're going to get to put your hands in a lot of different things. You're going to learn a lot. You might not get paid as much as you can in a big corporation, but you're going to learn so much and then you could go off and start your own thing. Uh, because I, I think with, with things like smart clothing that require heavy investment, uh, a lot of domain expertise, um, I don't think it's just you can go, you're, you're going to go into it and you're gonna, it's gonna be an immediate success. I just think it's it's very risky, and you wanna think about how you can de-risk yourself before you go into things like this. All right, guys, so that is it uh, for today. Today's a short one, we're gonna do more of these. By the way, tomorrow at 11 a.m. Pacific, you're gonna see Neil Patel and I live. We're gonna be doing marketing school, and it's gonna be for two hours, so uh, it's gonna be a good time. Uh, I know some of you in India right now, it, it's, um, it's, it's the evening for you, but if you want to check it out, uh, watch your Indian brother and then your Asian brother, I guess we're both Asian. Uh, it's going to be tomorrow. Check it out. 11 AM. I'll have my team set it up. And, uh, with that being said, I hope you have a good evening and I hope you have a good night. Mm -hmm.